The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowboy. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Isn't that what goes on? <laughs> light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, December 21st, 2019. I saw the people ringing the bell out, out, out at uh, one of the stores. Yeah, it's and not I, annoying or anything. I, you had to I, ring it twice. Why weren't they saying light them up, light them up, light them up? But <laughs> they weren't. Live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, uh, you ever wonder how you get away with murder? How to get away with a speeding ticket or a DWI? How do you get caught? What do you do when you get caught smoking a cigar? Um, we're going to try to find all that stuff, get answers to it from a newly retired cop. I don't know if that's a nice word. Policeman uh, who is now in the cigar business. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. With us today for the first time is the new regional sales rep for Rocky Patel Cigars, Mike LaVere. Not even Lavier, close, Dave. Lavieria. La Riviera. La La what? Like the French Riviera. La, La Riviera. You just Without said another word that he can't pronounce. <laughs> La Riviera. So say this word that you can't pronounce to help me with this word I can't La pronounce. Riviere. French. French. Mr. Jonathan's a Frenchman, too. So uh, you're all set there. I've made it. I'm on the Cigar Authority. This is great. This is it? I love it. Oh, my God. All these years, right? Getting shot at yeah. and all kinds of stuff. And, th and this is what it comes down to. Um, but you've been a cigar rep for a little bit on the side, a little bit, and now full time. Yes, full time. Okay. Uh, I retired in October, and yay! How many years? Away. Uh, a little over thirty, close to thirty-one. Thirty-one yeah. years. Thirty-one yeah. years. Different business than it was thirty-one years ago when you got into the business. Sure. Yeah. Um, disrespect for police. It's it's sickening to me. And, yeah, it's uh, changed. Yeah, it's changed. Even worse than that, it's the you're constantly being recorded. I mean, anytime a, a traffic stop gets beyond just handing a ticket through a window, can you step out of the car? What's in the trunk? Video cameras are going everywhere. Cell phones come out instantly the second the lights go on. People, what's going on? I'm going to get something. I'm going to get something for YouTube. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. But I have to worry about Maduro's, Corojo's now and Here we knives go. and guns. It's great. <laughs> so how cool it. is this? So welcome aboard. And you, you certainly put your, your, your time in. And uh, thank you for your service. And uh, we're going to get into uh, some tricks later on. I want to know uh, how to get away with stuff. And, oh, i got to uh, give trade so secrets out. Trade secrets. Yeah. Uh, but first, uh, we're going to light up a cigar. And uh, Barry, what do we have here? Well, today's first cigar is the Rocky Patel LB1, and it's manufactured in Honduras by Rocky Patel Cigars. The size we're lighting up is a 5.5 by 50 Robusto, and it features an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package, and a single cigar will set you back eight eighty nine. So this is a 50 ring gauge. Does it not look thin? It does. But does, <laughs> does it, was LB1 the original factory code? Those were the codes that were being used when it was being created. What an unbelievable guess that was. Yeah. But it's also written on the band right here. <laughs> 
It says original factory code. Oh, yeah. I thought it was some police code. Good eyes. That says uh, somebody smoking in public or something. We have something. codes. Yeah, we have yeah? codes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it like the old days in the CB radio stuff that, you know, if I have to go uh, 10-11 or something, I have to go to the bathroom? 10-100. Yeah. 10-100 to go to the bathroom? Yeah, haven't you watched Smokey and the Bandit? I have. I, I was a CB guy back in the day. Is this going to be another quarter story? Only we swap it out with CB radios? Yeah. Put your CB radio in the dirt? We could do a whole show on the CB radio craze. (laughs) Was it a quarter or some other coin? It was a a coin of some kind. Yeah. It was a dollar coin, and it was worth a lot of money. (laughs) Oh, shit. Somebody. I got him going again. I'm sorry. And it was patina. Which was a cigar, right. and that was what was missing on the coin, yes. and that's it was boring. The story that was, was the it, whole it, point of the story. It, it was, was boring. It was logic that it, it made it connected the and then, story connected. Then with you the planted story. it in a money tree. That's group. right, and I and I forget where I planted it. <laughs> so there's a coin out there, very valuable. Uh, okay, it's let's time to get, cut our cigar, Dave. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by. Perdomo cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Oh, phenomenal draw right out of the gate. You liking that already? Rum raisin, before Barry says anything. (laughs) No. Ed Sullivan. Rum raisin, I believe, was the um, sautéed, um, some sort of fish, sautéed cod with asparagus and hollandaise sauce on it. What's the perfect ice cream to match up with this meal? Anything? And then he says, rum raisin. Mm. City Whoa. Slickers. City Slickers ah. is correct. <laughs> that is correct. You ever have a Malamar? I thought we were going to have a law enforcement themed uh, movie. We got to get into some food talk and some. And <laughs> have some... you ever had a Malamar, but you remove the chocolate and you remove the cookie and you just left with the marshmallow? That's what I get. Ah, marshmallow. Mike, do you smoke a cigar before you light the cigar? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So you you are we're really good to light. A... What is it? We're good to light. We're good to light. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Falcon. The Vertigo Falcon is a uh, flip-top lighter with easy push-button lighting. It's got the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, one jet, easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of $9.99. If you're looking for the perfect stocking stuffer lighter for your Christmas stocking, this is it. It's the Vertigo Falcon, $9.99. Now, with the single jet, does the big-ass tank last longer for you? It does. You? It does. That's the beautiful thing about big-ass tanks and single jets. <laughs> okay, so you were with Rocky Patel while you, you were double-dipping at that point, which is cool to do. Cool. <laughs> yeah? Not really. Uh, well, been friends for a while, for a long time with uh, the whole crew. So kind of being brought along so and you were just in the a industry. So you were just a cigar smoker, and you knew the people at Rocky Patel? Is that how this happened? So... Um, a little over 10 years ago with some guys at work, you know, we would go to big events. Okay. And uh, Rocky's booth is always a fun booth, as those of you that have been around the booth know. Yeah. And uh, just hanging out. And, you know, uh, Rocky and the whole company has been very pro-police, law enforcement, fire, military, and um, just kind of developed a friendship over the course of the years. And then it kind of... As a consumer. Yeah. Yeah. And it progressed to like, hey, man, you know, 
you're, you're, you're learning, and why don't you come and help us out a little bit? Why don't you come behind the booth and talk to the customers and talk about the really? cigars? Yeah. Rocky himself? Uh, yeah, Rocky Nish. Nimish, really? Max. Max is the guy that I took over for. Okay. He was the sure. for me. You ever try to go drink for drink with Rocky? No. No. Because that would be a mistake. Yeah. 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 You know you can't do that. Right. So it wasn't that you pulled Rocky over one time and you let him go and no, you know, nope, it was nothing like no, that. No, just really um, so you know, over fan. the course of some years as a, as a fan, as yeah. a consumer that enjoyed you know Rocky's stuff, developed into a, a friendship and you know he's, we've been like family for a long time. Now. Wow, yeah, it's been okay. great. So then when when the time came where we were talking about my retirement, hey, you're going to be leaving soon, and and just so happens that the stars aligned where Max was being promoted, yeah, to, you know, national. And it's like, hey, you know, we'd like you to be our guy. And, of course, I was very intimidated by it. I don't consider myself a salesman, you know, but I yeah. love people. I love the industry, the cigars, and it just worked out. And Max kind of, as I was going that last year to towards my retirement, he would kind of show me the ropes. So typically, some things, you know, you're, you're, time you, off. You seem like a young man, although you were 30 years in, in there. But yeah. you seem like a young guy, and you weren't going to you were going to retire and still do something and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I've, for a long time, I've been, I've been teaching investigation courses all around right. the country for a long, long time. And that was kind of my plan. And then it, it rapidly shifted to just having <coughs> an opportunity. It's a privilege to be able to work with, you know, Rocky and the whole crew. Sure. And the company's awesome. We're a family. It's not even, you don't feel like a employee. It's, oh. a, it's a true family. It's great. All right. We tried to have you on a few times, and you said, wait till I retire, wait yeah. till I retire, and yeah. here you are. So, I wanted uh, it to be official. Yeah? yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it is official. Um, so uh, I got a gun on me. I just got pulled over for speeding. Mm. Do I say something to you, the cop? That put, and, and by the way, is cop okay, or is it police officer? Or is I think officer's office is better. Is better? Yeah. But, it, you know, I don't mean it in an insulting way or anything, you know. But, You're so, very supportive but, of yeah. law enforcement. Uh, just, just wondering if, you know, somebody calls you a cop. Is it, what does that mean? What, what is, is, is that a, you know, I mean, a slang word? Some, it's, it's, it's towards that. It's yeah? towards that. You okay. Know, you know, my kids say it. <laughs> My daddy's a cop, so it's, yeah, like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. not in a disrespectful way, but we, I think in general across the country, you'd hear, you'd hear officers say we prefer officers. Okay, that's a good good well, question yeah. to ask. So, um, you know, nowadays you've got to be careful how, how you say and what you say to it. But Like the cops pulled me over. Yes. It's kind of, it kind of dips a little bit there. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense to everybody. <laughs> okay. So, so you got pulled over and you have a gun on you, Dave. I have a gun on me because I have a license to carry, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm in a state that I don't even need a license to carry, but I did get pulled over. Mm-hmm. But the last thing I want to do is they see it poking out the back or something like that. So should I say to him, just so you know, I know you pulled me over for whatever reason you did, but I want you to know I have a gun on you just so you don't freak out. Or do I say nothing? And because if I say that, I escalate the problem right away and say, by the way, I have a gun on me. And then you're right. thinking... Would he really prefer? Yeah, I I would think that I would hope that you would say I'm armed. I mean, I do. I carry all the time, and even when I was on the job, and I, if I got pulled over, I would say I'm on, I'm a law enforcement officer. I'm armed, just so they know. Put my hands on the steering wheel, even though I'm no threat. Yeah, just to kind of ease the ease the tension. Think about it when you get pulled over. You know, you could be anybody. You could have just robbed a bank. You could have just committed a yeah. murder. You could just not like law enforcement and decide today's the day you're gonna you're gonna let that go. So 
I, I think preferably yes. I would hope that everyone, if they got pulled over, they had a gun on them, would just say, hey, officer, I just want to let you know I'm licensed to carry a firearm. I do have my firearm on me. I just wanted you to know in case you saw something. So, you know, you know what was mm. there. Put your hands in the steering wheel. Hey, Jonathan's Respect, chomping you know? at the bit I know. right now. I can, I, can, I can feel it right next to me. Because he feels quite well, the opposite. But I feel it's none of the officer's business that I'm carrying. Now, if mm -hmm. I was carrying openly, I would announce because now you, your chance of, of someone seeing it, especially the partner comes along the passenger side, right. he's, he's got a line of sight to it. So yeah, if I'm open carrying, I would certainly say it because there's, it's going to be seen, but I've got it behind a sport coat, behind my vest uh, and a shoulder harness. It's never going to be seen. It's never going to be detected. I don't want to gum this situation up. Just give me my ticket. I'm not talking. I'm going in to fight it, and I'm starting my plan right now. I'm STFU. So, so what if for some reason you had a they, – they say, step out of the car for a second, and then all of a sudden, he's got a gun. No. We're, we're, there could we're, be a you lot asked of a question about getting, getting pulled over. So just getting pulled over, none of anybody's business. Now, you're getting asked to step out of the car, there's a chance you're going to be frisked. At that point, I would say, listen, just so you know, I'm licensed to carry in this state. I am armed. Hands are up. It's on my right hip or wherever it is. Not that I want Carney to know where it is. See him over there. <laughs> there <we> go. Yeah. <laughs> but that's at that point, you leave, the, you leave the car. Absolutely, you should fess up and say, okay, because you're going to find it. I'm going to tell you right where it is. You don't have to look any further. I also have a knife in my pocket. These are, these are all the situations so, you're about to find. Right. This, to is, this is your that opinion situation. as a cigar smoker, but we're asking and a, and a, a 30, year, 30 gun year police officer holder huh, police officer. that have been pulled over. <laughs> I've been pulled over more than my fair share, and I've never found a situation where I needed to tell anybody anything. And it's not really necessarily that you need to. Uh, it's, it's just a respect I, thing. I think it's a respect thing, and, and it's, it's and a tough any, job. Any out chance there. you would. Ease up on me because I did say that. Is it a good thing that I say, listen, just so you know, I don't want to make you nervous. I have a gun on me. I'm licensed to carry and blah, 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 and I have my license, but my hands are on the wheel just so you don't get nervous. And then I show him and he goes, wow, this guy showed yeah. me respect and things. You're all set, buddy. Go ahead. That would be a huge step in the right direction to getting a verbal or a warning versus a ticket. Bad guys don't tell us they have guns. Right. There right. we go. You're a good guy. You're There's a good, a good point guy. right there. Yeah. Bad guys don't tell them they have guns. So we want you to have a gun. We, we like good guys having guns. Good guys having guns out there in the community have saved officers' lives, have stopped you know, bad things from happening. Ah, so we, we that's want that. the point right there. The officer is still, in quotes, part of the man. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. It's the government versus when everybody. <laughs> when you're in the interrogation room, you shut up. You don't say anything. You ask for your lawyer. It, it, All right. So, how do you if feel? If you did something wrong, so how do you feel Even about that? Even if you did nothing wrong, you, you, people have been accused of of doing things. All right, that they we're didn't not do. asking your opinion on anything because we, <laughs> we we have a professional here this year. So you end up pu pulling over somebody like Mr. Jonathan over here, and then he's actually, you know, I can already tell he's getting a ticket, <laughs> right? Because he's going to say. No, I'm not answering that question, officer. I'm blah, 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 blah. put the window down this much yeah. and slide the license out. Yeah, Ma making you sweat through this whole process, and now you're saying, yeah, he's a dick. I'm putting him through. He's getting a ticket, yeah. and now he is going to and fight it, as opposed yeah. to, yes, officer, I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. I have it over here. Um, do you know why you're pulled over? So, so that's usually the question they ask me. Do you know why you're pulled over? Yeah. And I automatically go into no officer, I don't. Which I know I was speeding, because right. that's usually the the reason why they pull me over. Is that the right thing to say, or um, 
You know, I, I don't think there's an access point right there where you're going to go I don't one way admit, or the other. But I don't want to admit it. I mean, if you know your speed, uh, maybe I was going a little fast. I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere. Oh, being honest, being open is always yeah. the best way. I mean, uh, because gonna... the fact of the matter is, you're human beings, right? Don't lie to my face, and you know, right? But don't admit to a crime. I'm not going <laughs> to. Speeding is a crime. Don't yeah. admit to it. Then you can't. It's fight a civil it. infraction. It's not necessarily a criminal. <laughs> See, Unless you go in a hundred. The problem is that you are <laughs> you have your entire life, I can tell, have been entirely too nice of a guy. Were and you a good a I, nice I, cop? I, I, Policeman? I, I would like to think so, yeah. You were I mean, nice. They I, wouldn't look at you and say, Oh my god. I've had a- I've had offenders that I've that I've put in jail actually give me information to help me out. Which oh, says a lot, I think. I've always yeah. I've always kept that with me. Human being, yeah. right? Yeah. Gotta treat people with respect, bad guys included. Okay. You know? Good, good. Um, I had a couple of drinks. I get pulled over. You say, did you have, say I had one drink. Did, did you have any drinks tonight? What do I say? I had one Jonathan's drink. steaming right next to me already. <laughs> I had one drink. <laughs> You're not telling him anything, right? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm um, not rolling the window I down I can tell you what not either. to say. Yeah? I just had two. Because everybody that's drunk always says I just had two. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not against the law to have a glass of wine with dinner with, with your wife or your significant other and drive home. It's against the law to drive while intoxicated. So if you really only had one drink... And you're not feeling the effects of it. There's no reason not to say you had a drink, right? Why are you asking me that question? If I had a drink, I could smell that Pinot Noir when I so, rolled so down the window. So you know it. You know I had it. So now I, I'm going to lie to you if I right. say it. So why would you do that? <coughs> I had one drink with with dinner. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I smell it on you. You want to take a breathalyzer test? Do mm-hmm. I? Do I? And does it matter yeah. what state? You were in Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm not familiar with everywhere around the country. Yeah. But, you know, there's penalties if you don't take the breathalyzer. You know, driving is a privilege. So if you refuse it, you automatically lose your license for a significant amount of time. So you only had a drink at dinner. You feel totally fine. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> he's got I'm going to give of, you the nice answers. He's got a lot of good reasons, but <laughs> no, I, but, I, but I, that I don't like. I mean, even I, I don't like that law that I must do that. You know, it's not a law. You you signed a piece of paper when you decided you were going to get your driver's license back yeah. when you were sixteen and weren't legally. It's not a right to, to have that. a license; it's a privilege. Right? Yeah, what does that mean? So it's a privilege to have a license. So th- therefore, I have to do you, a breathalyzer you, test. You I have signed to, you signed yeah. away. I don't think I you're did. Right? I don't think I did. <laughs> when you signed up for your driver's <laughs> you license, back you did. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, this, we're talking nineteen seventy six. When was the last time you renewed it? Within the last five years, you re-signed it. When they say sign on the screen and you don't read all the bullshit, yeah. that's part of the bullshit. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't agree to it, and you may You've not agree to it either, to it. but as a police officer, you go by the letter or the law Absolutely. or whatever it says, yep. so it doesn't matter if you agree to it or I agree to it. This is what, what has to be done. Right, and you the law is agreed. if you refuse a breathalyzer when you're asked to, to take one, you lose your license for a significant amount of time. But I believe you can say, I would prefer not to take the breathalyzer because I don't, I don't trust it. I'd like to take a blood test, mm-hmm. and you can go through that process. Which is right. going to take a long period of time, and the alcohol is left. Well, <laughs> you're on your own. To, I mean, We'll give you the phone, and you can call a doctor to come at 2 o'clock in the morning and come draw the blood for you. Which may take which, 8 to 10 hours by the time it's out there. I mean, do you see these tricks that, that yeah, happen? You know, it wasn't really my uh, – you know, I worked – I did a lot of stuff around um, investigating yeah. particular crimes, so I didn't really do a whole lot of traffic stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. But th- these things have – you know, I, I – I got ready for this interview. I, I looked out. I, I watched a lot of videos and things of of tricks of what went out there. So when you have a body, do you really need the lime? 
to get it to <laughs> come mask the smell? I, I can't answer that. <laughs> yeah. I, can't give any, and, I can't give any tricks and, out there. And, <laughs> and you can you can say that if you, if you like. Uh, marijuana now problems in Massachusetts due to uh, legalization. You know, I have to be honest with you. I really haven't had any um, experience or involvement with yeah. you know, the marijuana, the new all the, with the new laws and driving while well, under the influence of marijuana. Just yeah, I hear yeah. from our governor here in New Hampshire. I had a conversation with and said he's buddies with the governor of Colorado, and that there's major problems. The police are saying major problems with drunk driving or whatever you want to call Well, it, you know, if you driving. become impaired, there's, yeah. there's an issue there. You know, different it, drugs, different alcohol, drugs, prescription yeah. drugs, marijuana. If it gets you to the point where you're impaired, it's going to cause some problems. I think the what I can tell you from what I've heard from, you know, my colleagues is um, having the skills to identify when it's a prescription or when it's marijuana. Dilated that, eyes and Yeah, because alcohol, we have experience with that. You go through a lot of training yeah. with that, even in the academy, and then every every you know time you have additional training as you go along yeah. with the marijuana, it's new. And you know you need to have special, they call them drug interdiction experts. So yeah. you know, they have special officers who are trained to actually go through a whole series of questions and tests to determine whether or not you're on prescriptions or, or marijuana. Do you and watch, I don't have any experience with do that. Do you watch live PD? I don't. You don't? I, I, he you gets know, home I, from work and he's going to watch yeah. more work. Yeah, I just did this, right? I'm going to watch it. My, I never watched those police. No? Yeah. Okay. I like the old school movies. So, yeah. yeah? Because what I wonder is, you know, and, and it's live and it's real police officers that are there, but because the camera on them, that's really not what they do is, they, you know, is my question. Uh, you know, where they play into the camera and, and oh, hi, you know, and, and being nice is supposed to be the sometimes rough when, you know, I'm going. So when they chase the, the gangbanger down and tackle them, they're not saying, sir, sir, please put your hand behind your back like they do on camera. Yes, is that what they yes, do? Yes, I haven't yes, seen it, yeah. yes. Yeah, it probably goes a little different in the yeah. world. <laughs> and the knee is not the on knees the arm. Yeah, it's it's yeah. in the groin or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you t have you ever given a ticket to a person or know of another police officer that gave a ticket to a person for smoking? Ah, so the smoking law, smoking in a restaurant, yeah. lighting up where you're not supposed to know. You know. I don't even think I've ever heard of anybody that's that's given a ticket. Now, on the other hand, I've been subject to people complaining because you might be at a pool in the corner. You're I'm going to tell you a Rocky Patel story. Okay. So Rocky Patel is at a uh, bar, and it doesn't say there is no smoking, and there's a whole bunch of people that went with him and lights up a cigar, and they came over and say, there's no smoking here. And it's because the place chose to. And he said, we're all spending a lot of money here and all this stuff. Here is, I don't know how many thousands of dollars he gave him. Here you go. We want to have smoking in here. And they said, no, you can't do it. We're calling the police or something. You can't do it. And then he upped the ante, and they closed the bar down and threw everybody else out and kept them there. He actually bought his way into, okay, this is a cigar bar tonight. I love it. Yeah. Where yeah. was that? It might have been Las Vegas no. or somewhere where a trade show or something was going on. But do you know this answer? Yeah, it's New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, it was like 15000 I can't that'll confirm do or it. deny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I wasn't there. I was in New Orleans when it when it had happened, but I wasn't at the at the bar that night. But the next day, all the talk was, oh, this was the coolest thing. Yeah. He turned a, a bar into a cigar bar overnight. It was just $15,000 to do it. <laughs> but um, that's probably not the only time that's happened. 
What I find interesting is the policing of a regular person that decides that they want to become the police at that moment. If I'm smoking a cigar anywhere, outdoors, come over to me and there's no smoking over here. You know, they wouldn't have a problem if I robbed the bank. They wouldn't dare come over to me and say, hey, there's no robbing banks or any other crime. That would happen. People but are stepping over. People that are ODing on the ground. Yeah, and they're going to complain okay. because you're not at the bus stop smoking a cigar. I've had a cigar <laughs> in my mouth unlit, and they go, "There's no smoking over here." And I said, "It's not lit. It's not even lit. I can smell it. Whatever." They have no problem actually going after cigars, especially yeah. cigar smokers. I don't think if you were holding a cigarette unlit in your mouth, it would have right. been a problem. But this looked like, oh my god, mm-hmm. really. Uh, Let's say trying. I, as a citizen. Wanted to place Barry Stein under arrest. How, <laughs> Citizens how would, arrest. How would that go? How could I go about that? I, I, look at him. I would advise that first of all. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying I can kick your ass. Um, you know, you can. <laughs> I got committing a felony, and you need to do what you need to do it. Make a citizen's arrest. Go for it. But it's not something that's. Do encouraged. I have to Mirandize him? Um, no, I don't think you. I don't think you fall under the same type of standards we would in law enforcement. But I can still put my knee in his back. Maybe, you could and yeah, tell him he's throw resisting. An el- throw an elbow and say, "I just saw you steal that VCR or <laughs> CD player." Whatever. Do you got to practice fighting? Do you have to go to gym and stay, oh, yeah. stay in shape yeah. and get ready to? Because Absolutely. you go to work and you go. I'm getting into a fight tonight, mate. Most likely, it's a lot of hands on. The job's so, a lot of hands on. Some of your stuff was. Um, yep. Some of your stuff was undercover. Um, yeah, not so much. I worked plain clothes, but I didn't so much do undercover work. Okay. I was working, um, doing a lot of investigations on like domestic violence, some sexual assault uh, so, with families. Yeah. Um, so I would interview, you know, help do you, out. Do you want to mention the city and state you did? No. no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it's an interesting thing because it has its season, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. I noticed all the things that he asked you we not could, to ask about, you keep asking him about. <laughs> yeah. But he can he can say yeah, no. I just yeah. have to do it. So let's talk about cigars a little bit. This is the uh, LB one, yes. which is uh, a um, factory code for the factory in Nicaragua. Yes. Yeah. Um, by the way, do you know everything about um, Rocky Patel cigars? Or I, still I, know I don't claim to know everything. No, no at all. I, I'm a sponge, though. I learn. I, there's, I, I love there's a lot to it. The, the guys and picking their brain and. Uh, but this is a beautiful cigar, this Ecuadorian Havana wrapper on it. We have some Lajero from Honduras in there, and uh, farms in Nicaragua make up the, the blend. I hope you guys you, are enjoying it. You were, the, uh, you were a Rocky Patel fan yes. beforehand anyway. Yes. Uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, I, have, I have several favorites. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, um, the Sangro Maduro is one of my True uh, I was favorite gonna, cigars. If I, I was it. to guess, I was going to go decade for you. Oh, well, decades, awesome too. Yeah, yeah I've been okay. smoking decades for a very long time. Uh, yeah. one of my best buddy buddies is a huge uh, decade smoker. So, so, we so enjoy you, him a you, lot. you like some strength, edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Um, the, the new ALR is over the top for me. I love it. Um, this number five, it, number five, number five cigar. cigar yeah. yeah, thank you. Congratulations. Yes. We're going to smoke uh, in the next hour. We're going to get to uh, one of them. Um, which was, I guess that that's going to be a yearly. You have the first edition, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. This was the second edition that came out, and next year we expect. Yeah, it's a project. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't have the ins and outs on what's coming out as far as that goes, but it's a project. There's a lot of tobacco and cigars that are aging. Um, so yeah, you, yeah. you can expect. What, to what you can do is just make up anything you want yeah. because this is how it is <laughs> exactly. in this industry now. By the way, if you if you caught some of uh, <clears throat> previous shows, we have anything. a big uh, anniversary coming up. 
right? Our 25th anniversary. Oh, so really? I'm sure that uh, that might be something that might be in the works, a special cigar. To is that next that. year? 2020 yeah. is, is, is I believe so. 25 yeah. years? Wow, wow. I remember when it happened. That makes me old. Uh, I remember when, when that's Ro- not Rocky the only got, thing. In, got into the business. No, it doesn't. But let's take a break. And when we come back, I want to go through the top six things you should never say to a police officer. <laughs> uh, and later, uh, how uh, we made out with Cigar Aficionado's mind guessing on the top cigars of the year. Were we right? Were we wrong? We're going to get into that. But we are live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet. 
but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10 count boxes, four sizes, including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. We're smoking the Rocky Patel LB1 with former police officer Mike La Riviere. Perfect. Huh? Better Not than bad. some of my family members, Dave. New sales rep <laughs> and, uh, for New England for Rocky Patel. Welcome back, everybody. Um, so what do we think of the cigar, you guys? I didn't uh, ask you at this. So I don't know if Mike's – are you a beer drinker by any chance? Uh, yeah, I am a beer drinker. Uh, a chocolate stout. Oh, yeah, I think I like that, that would that. pair really yeah. well with this. I, I, some I hints of – chocolate to it like a like a milk stout yeah yep yeah. a little bit of a, a subtle hint of pepper on the retro hail that the jonathan would know uh but it's very chocolatey it's got some nice rich flavors to it it's yes. creamy it's, it's rich yeah i got a uh spicy buttered crusty rye but it's got to be a jewish rye with the caraway seeds <laughs> but you got to eat around the caraway seeds though that they were there. flavor they were there <laughs> but you're just not getting full caraway some toasted almond maybe not a marble rye it's not a marble rye. No, it's a- and Ed Solomon's arm. 
Thank you, Ed Sullivan. Yeah, I, I seen him shaking his head saying, uh, wow, he nailed us. But <laughs> So he's losing it. Or that's just a Christmas gift to uh, Mr. Jonathan, giving him. Uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Um, Can so we say this, Merry Christmas? Is it allowed? On well, this show it is. Yeah. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> on the uh, next cigar we're going to be smoking in the next hour um, is the Rocky Patel ALR. That's the Aged, Limited, and Rare. That was the first release, yeah. This is the first release from last year, this year's, uh, and we'll talk about, uh, end up in Cigar Aficionado's top 25, actually, is number five. five yeah. Um, by the way, I had Rocky Patel as winning the Cigar of the Year this year as my guess, and uh, it still hasn't happened for him. And it's close, but no cigar every single time. But they have to show respect to Rocky Patel. Uh, 25 years, which is uh, amazing to me. It, it was that long. Um, but we're talking of a lot of things he, he has done, along with what he has done for our industry. Absolutely. And, um, you know, if you recall this year that he was on um, Fox News. Mm -hmm. And um, what an unbelievable, elegant speech that he was able to squeeze into about three, four minutes long um, and, and got every single thing that was in it. It was the best elevator pitch I ever heard in my life uh, of, Phenomenal. Uh, of an industry, what he'd done. So uh, hats off to Rocky Patel. Puts a lot of time and, and work into Hard working guy. Uh, there's no denying it. And uh, as I tell you, I, I remember when he started in the industry and um, – I watched him grow into the monster company that they are. I believe uh, uh, Rocky Patel brand is maybe the number five brand in the world uh, of, of uh, cigar companies or, or in the U.S. anyway. Um, so it's amazing what, what, uh, what he has done. We're talking about a family-owned company. You know, right. it's not a big corporation type thing. It's a family-owned company. When, uh, and everybody, everybody works as hard as can be, Nish, Nimitz. Yeah, yeah. Dave Bullock is our, is our guy. Yeah. I've known Dave for many, many years, and uh, he's a happy clam uh, over with uh, Rocky Patel and everything that goes on there. All our reps around the country. Yeah. Are doing You're hearing about um, this band that's happening with Flavored Cigars. I know yeah. one of yours, which is one of the biggest sellers that we have, which is Java. And uh, we may see the end of flavored tobacco, period, uh, which would end up being, uh, what a shame. I don't enjoy flavored cigars myself, with the exception of very few things, and Java's one of them. Mm -hmm. It has a nice myself, chocolatey yeah. coffee type of light, not syrupy sweet type of thing. But It's nice after really dinner good. or yeah. you know, with the coffee in the morning. Very nice. Okay. Um, all right, so I have the uh, top six things you should never say to a policeman. And let's see how uh, good it is. So, so before you get into did that, did you get before, all these from Jonathan? No, I did not. <laughs> before you, why, why are you going to come at me like that? Like, <laughs> before you use the term cop, it's actually based on a Latin word, capir, cop, capir. And so they call them coppers, and it means to capture. And then coppers got uh, shortened to cop. So it's not really a negative thing. Society might have made it a negative thing, mm. but it's based upon a Latin word. Yeah. And if you watch Peaky Blinders, like Jonathan Carney pointed out, they always refer to them as coppers. Yeah. yeah, I remember the Keystone Cops. Yes. And I don't know. I just never thought yeah. of it as, as a, a derogatory thing. But if you say that it's not liked, then I mean, I'm, I'm getting off it. What a great show, by the way, John. Huh? It's not like you call it a pick. 
Hey, hey, hey. That, no, there's one. That, that could be the number one. That's number one. <laughs> Where did that come about? Uh, you know, no. Let's search that. <laughs> yeah, I'm Where not even going to bother. You know, I wonder what that... that yeah, uh, that to your browser yeah. history. There <laughs> we go. Okay, the top six things never say to a policeman. Number six is, yes, I saw the speed limit sign. I just didn't see you. Yeah, that probably wouldn't go well. Wouldn't go well. No. All right. So saying the truth is not always the best thing because the fact of the matter is, yes, I saw a speed limit yeah. sign, but I didn't see you. Right. It's not something you should say. Number five, I'll give you $20 if you frisk me for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you can't say that? Would it get a chuckle? Would it be very negative? Well, you're trying uh, to bribe an officer of the law at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, a, it's a bribe and a sexual uh, going after them. Don't do that. Number four thing you shouldn't say to the police officer, no officer, I'm pretty sure that bag of weed fell out of your pocket. Oh. <laughs> not yeah. good? No, that's, yeah, that's not, not good. Not good. Nope. It's a good list. Okay, number three. Would you please hold my beer while I look for my license? <laughs> <laughs> That's good evidence. I, I think yeah. the please is nice. It's polite. But yeah, you're yeah. being polite, and yeah. you've, you're trying. you've given up. You're being honest, and, uh, you know, we, you don't want to put it down and make it spill, right? Number two, weren't you the guy from the village people? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't help with this list, Jonathan? I did not. I did not. I have nothing but respect for the I boys in blue. Pretty good so far. And yeah. the number one thing you should never say to a police officer, you know, you're beautiful when you're angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that could be taken a couple of different yeah? ways. Yeah. You see how it Why goes. Why did you make him angry? Good list. Question. So you've heard them. You've heard them all. Yeah. All of you have heard them all, right? Yeah. You, you end up going back to the barracks or wherever you go and, oh, my God. So, I, you know, we do on the, on the sales floor. Somebody comes in and, oh, you never believe this one or, you know, yeah. does that, you know, you, yeah. you talk. Well, lots of stories over the years. More stories <laughs> yeah. of, of yeah. what it is, Yeah. So you've heard them all. The answer is just be truthful. Say it's the right respect, thing. and it goes both ways. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we we expect and you know appreciate when there's respect there when we have interactions, but we need to do the same thing, and that's something that you know I've done this a long time, and for the most part, I can say you know the people that I've worked with, the ones I've come across around the country, we're on the same boat. Things get tough sometimes. You know, yeah. sometimes maybe you know you might say some things that you wish you didn't, but if if you treat people with respect. It comes back on you. So, so you pull up to a car and you see uh, a police sticker on it or something nice or the thin blue line on right, the flag. Right. Um, I'm looking at your lighter that's yeah, over yeah. here. Do you have the a Rocky Patel lighter? Yeah, so this the, year Rocky came out with, this is the Diplomat 2 lighter. And I already mentioned, always uh, a big supporter of law enforcement, yeah. military, fire, etc. And uh, this is a special release called the Thin Blue Line, and, and everyone in law enforcement around the country knows exactly what that means. Here we it's go. To keep in mind the fallen officers uh, yeah. out there. And so you see that a little sticker on the windshield or something on the back windshield. Does that play any part? You know, I, it, it doesn't affect you when you're doing your approach, trying to be safe, all because you have to do those things. Yeah. You know, somebody could put a Thin Blue Line sticker on the back of their car because they think it's going to help them. You know, and they could be a really bad person doing bad things. Mm. But uh, I think that it's definitely a positive. So once you have that interaction and everything's, you, know, you feel like you're in a position where you can kind of 
take a step back a little bit and you know you're going to be in a safe situation. Um, yeah, it helps because the, the next ah. time I just, hey, what's that sticker you got back there? Oh, you know, my uncle's a police officer, my dad's a police officer, and, and there's no question about it. That's obviously, obviously it's going to be a plus. Ah. Yeah. So I was I mean, in, I'd be lying, one, I'm not going to lie to you. All right. You know, right? No, so I was in Florida when I lived It certainly isn't going to hurt. Right. I got Where'd pulled over for speeding driving from Orlando to Miami, and I had inside my wallet a courtesy shield, which is a miniature badge of somebody – you're supposed to only get those from immediate family. Right. So I get pulled over. The, the lady police officer sees it. She goes, what's that? I said, my uncle's a police officer in New York. It's actually my business partner, but I use my uncle. Yeah. And she goes, well, I'm never going to be in New York. Give me a license and registration. Oh, <laughs> Still gave me the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, at that point, you're trying to say, hey, is this yeah, and get I out of jail free? Yeah, I, I didn't go, what's that? I just opened my wallet. She saw it. She asked. I didn't make a big deal out of it. Still didn't help. It yeah. definitely helps. I mean, you, you know, a lot of times what we would do, I think I would do the same thing. Um, I would say, have, have your uncle give me a call. You know, that way there you can make sure. Because, you know, I mean, it could be a distant really? cousin. Really? Right at yeah. that point? Yeah, no. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I, I should say that, yes. I've yeah. had that happen. Um, call him. You know, you might give the ticket, give the ticket, uh, you it know, want in and say, have your uncle give me a call, have your father give me a call. So yeah. with the ticket, is there a quota that must be met? You have to have X amount of tickets written a day to prove you're working. Is this where I plead the fifth? You can. Because um, that would be a <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not a denial, so we got the answer you know, to that. I, I would say there's not a, a definitive quota where, you know, you better go out there and you better write. You don't want to be the guy tickets. writing the least amount of tickets. Yeah, either. I mean, but obviously it's watched. I mean, that, you know, when you're out there, if you're out there doing your job and you're out there in patrol and yeah. you're patrolling around, there's no way you're not going to see some violations over the course of your eight hour shift. Yeah. So if you Come go through a month and you only wrote a couple of tickets, obviously you're not out there kind of enforcing, yeah. enforcing. It doesn't okay. have to be a money ticket, it could be a warning, you know. Okay. All right. By the um, way, that thin blue line, if you look in the purchase it, you can find it at Two Guys Cigars. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys have them. Okay, that ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Tug of War, police versus fireman. No. <laughs> Steve, Steven Seagal versus Chuck Norris today in a fight. I, I thought you were going to say Steve Saka no. <laughs> versus, like, Mr. Jonathan Carney. Chuck Norris is indefeatable. I'm taking Chuck Norris all day long. Really? Do you know Steven Seagal is, a, is an active police officer? I do. You I do? do? Okay. Steven I Seagal do. is is an underrated. He's a douche in person. But <laughs> Why do you say that? Because he's, he's a police officer? No, he is an actual douche. <laughs> Why uh, do you say you that? Because you don't I, know him? My instructor worked out with him one time, and my instructor has never said anything bad about anybody and said the guy's wow. a douche, which means he's probably worse than a douche. That said- Your instructor of what? Martial arts. Okay. That know. said- I had no idea. This Could guy dance. is- one of the most dynamic practitioners of Hapkido in the world. Ch Chuck Norris. No, Steven Seagal. Okay. So unless Chuck Norris is throwing nonstop sidekicks to the throat and connecting, Seagal just has to get his hands on him and it's over. So I got to say just because of his advanced age, that Chuck Norris is not throwing his kicks as fast as he once did. And Steven Seagal is still giving demonstrations and still teaching classes. He's going to get his hands on him and it's going to be He's going to get his hands on him at some point and You're it's going to be right. over. 
I have to say, probably right. You he turned you, you changed your mind. Yeah. you were going to give him a ticket, and was, now you're not. I was thinking Chuck Norris and Steven Seagal both at their prime. Nope, this is no. In their today. prime, it's Chuck Norris all day yeah. because he's never going to get his hands on it. But right. now, no, I think Jonathan. With all Seagal has to do is get his hands on him and joint locks, joint manipulation. It's over. Bye bye, Chucky. Yeah. Well, rational line of thinking: Steven Seagal is six four, Chuck Norris is five ten, so Steven Seagal has a reach advantage. So now you've changed your no, mind. Chuck Norris, he's. Death comes knocking on his door. He beats death up. Nobody's going to beat Chuck Norris. What do you got at, Solomon? Chuck Norris, always. Yeah, because he pushes because away from Chuck the world. Norris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chuck Norris doesn't know. do push-ups. He pushes the world down. Yeah, That's right. That's all that matters. <laughs> you know, Chuck Norris once got bit by a rattlesnake, and after three days of agonizing pain, the rattlesnake finally died. <laughs> <laughs> There's a uh, lot lots of uh, Chuck Norris what do you call lore. those things? Lore. 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 Um, so what's your taste in cigars? Full of body? I like um, medium to full. Yeah. yeah. And, yep. and we certainly have that here. We're, we're smoking the Rocky Patel LB1, mm-hmm. which I would say full bodied. I'm thinking more medium. Really? A little I'm medium. So, medium. So let, let's, medium. without Jonathan or anybody saying anything, we got a one to 10 scale. 10 is the strongest cigar that's out there. One is the mildest cigar. What's a number that this falls in? I have it right in my For head. For me, I'm saying six, six yeah. and a half. Wow. I agree. This is an eight. I'm right there with really? you. Really? Well, Dave, you, you like no, more mild-bodied cigars. I do, that. but that doesn't make this any stronger or lighter hey, than Hang on a second. Are. He's two full points below you. I would like you to berate him like you berate I me. I am, <laughs> but you interrupted. When, no, I'm I was slide to... back. I want you to just let him have it, Dave, because Off- he's obviously wrong because he disagreed with you. I disagree with you, officer. You do? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here's your ticket. <laughs> One thing not to do with the police officer, disagree. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. We're always right, Dave. Really? <laughs> All right. So, so I've been very wrong with that because they tell me you've been speeding, and I say I disagree with you, officer. <laughs> No, I, I agree. I have been speeding, but please let me off. Uh, how about with, when it comes to women or something? They start crying or something. Does, I have a soft spot for yeah. anybody that's going to be crying. Yeah. What if a guy started crying? Yeah. I'd, I'd really? Probably, I'd probably give him a warning. Yeah. Listen, buddy. <laughs> listen, it's, it's, it's not oh that big God, of a this, deal. This right? is you're the third, to, this is the third one. I'm going to lose my license. Please <laughs> yeah. don't do this. Well, now it's your third one. Well, oh, maybe you didn't learn. So maybe I might need to give you a ticket then. Really? Yeah. Dave, someone has to ask, and I'm not on camera. Okay. <laughs> Cleavage, does that help? No. What no, if it's, Barry. What if it's a chick? <laughs> it's out. <laughs> Damn, I was ready to unbutton my shirt. <laughs> how do you get out of a ticket? Right. How do you make yourself in the best position to not get that money ticket versus yeah. maybe a verbal one or a yes. one? You do the respect thing. You tell them, hey, officer, I'm carrying, I'm, I'm licensed to carry, just want to let you know. Yeah. Your light goes on if it's at night. Your hands go up in the steering wheel. You do all the things that are going to let me know that you're on my side. Yeah, it's going to be safer for me when you're doing that. And then the conversation is just nice and respectful. Do you, not, well, what are you doing? Do you dare ask, things to be doing? please don't give me a ticket? Yeah. I'm, really? Why not? All right. I never did Please. that. I'm sorry. Of course I, I'm sorry, I don't sir, want I was, it. I was going a little fast. You know, I had my mind on this, my mind on that. I was trying to pick up my kids at school. I, blah, blah, blah. I'm really sorry. You know, I don't normally speed. I mean, it is, there is a, a, a there's a, an element of, I have a choice of whether to give a ticket or not. Okay. I, was not I don't have to give a ticket. So I will tell you, I will tell you that I, I had a solid 10 year streak of not getting tickets and I'd get pulled over and the officer would say, do you know why I pulled you over? And I would say, I was doing 46 and a 30 and just say exactly what it was. And I was speeding 
and I'm sorry. Even I though just, you're going 50, you say 46. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say whatever down. the speed was. I'd look at the speed when I get pulled over. Okay, I'm doing 46. That's what I'm telling him. Pull over. I was doing 46. I know this is a 30. I just had lost track of my, my area, spatial awareness. I'm sorry. And went 10 years and never got a ticket. So there is, I'm not See a that? complete hard ass when it comes to, you don't give anything to the officer, but as soon as you admit to speeding, you cannot fight that ticket. You're going all in at that point. So we have a lot of cigar smokers, obviously, that are watching the show, listening to yes. us. I can tell you another thing not to do. Please. As much as we love cigars, right? You don't want to be have the officer walk up to the car and go, don't blow smoke in its face. You know, and have the smoke come in. And even, even as a cigar lover, disrespectful, right? You don't want to be blow yeah. smoke. <laughs> Off from a cigar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I would love smell, that. Doesn't that yeah. smell of bribery? Pull John over. John throws a nice cigar at me. Oh, all right, thanks, man. And, you know, I all, I drive often with a cigar. It, you know, with traffic and stuff like that, it calms me down, and I I like and I have cigars in the car all the time. Um, I only did it one time after the guy let me go, and he's a customer to this day, actually. And uh, after it was over, I said, "Hey." There's a couple of cigars, and he says, I can't take that from you. I said, you already let me go. After, that's the time yeah. to do it. That's actually the time to do it. You already let me go. Yeah, you're, not, you go. you're not trying to get something for yeah. giving the cigar. There's a lot of law enforcement officers that come into all of your locations. Yeah. That's a thing. You know, Police and fire. Yeah. Police, fire, military. Is, is, is a big, big part Because of it. it's such a stressful job. There's, so, there's really so few things you can do to unwind without mm-hmm. getting loaded every night. And that's not, that's not how you want to live your life. Everywhere I go, events, all the events I've, I've ever been a part of with Rocky and, and the other guys, there's always that contingency of law enforcement, firefighters, military that are always coming over. And, and it's just a, it's a great Dave, the chat room so. is asking that you bring up the story of when you got a speeding ticket when the cop was also in motion when he clocked your speed. Do you remember that? Yes. So there was a policeman uh, going northbound. I was going southbound. I bought a Cadillac Escalade that day, my first one I ever had. Breaking it in, right? And I'm driving to the drive-in movie theater, and I have my wife, my daughter, and my dog in the car, and I'm driving, and I'm going along with everybody else. Because the dog wanted to see the drive-in movie. Yes. <laughs> 101 yes. Dalmatians. It was Beethoven's. Uh-huh. Because, Beethoven. I, because I could. And I see the cop on the other side, and he puts the lights on, and he points <clears throat> at me. And he's on the other side of the street. And I said, wow, the police officer just, just pointed at me. No, no, he's on the other side of the street. He whips around, he comes around, and he does pull me over. And I said, wow, what happened? And he said, you were speeding. And I said... You were, I saw you. You were on the other side of the street in motion, and I'm going in motion. And I said, how could that? Now I'm having an argument with him. I said, how could you clock my speed? He says, I can. And I'm like, okay. And he gives me the ticket, and I said, any chance because I'm driving a Escalade and blah, 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 and I just got this today and whatever. You looking at the wrong person or anything? No, because I'm saying there's no way this is possible. He gives me the ticket. I go to court over it. I say my speech if he was going the other way. Even the judge says, you're going the other way. How could you clock him? And he says, it's a mathematical equation going the opposite way. And I'm like, there's no way that can be accurate, that he's going 50 miles an hour, I'm going 50 miles an hour. 
What did he have? It's an Bacchus in the car, and he's doing the mathematical the equation. Key word, and he won, and he won, wow. and I and I had to pay. The key word is the clocking part of that. Clocking's a little bit different than getting caught on radar. So our radar units that we have in the cruisers, mm. you could be going the opposite way, and the car could be, you know, you could be going opposite directions, and it it doesn't. It actually the computer inside. Yeah, radar. that's what so he was you, saying. And he, you can and be, and he was teaching the judge that this thing does. this. I could be going ninety south on ninety five, and you could be going ninety five. You know. North on 95, and that radar will tell me your speed. It's going to... Wow. Yeah. But what's the difference between radar and clocking? So clocking would be, uh, again, not guess. my big thing over the course of the years, yeah. tickets and all that, but clocking would be, now I'm behind you, and I'm following you, and I'm looking at my speedometer, I'm going you know, 85, and I'm not gaining on you, so you're at least going 85 uh, faster. And, you know, I would, I would think a lot of the state troopers around the country, that's a lot of, you know, they do that a lot because they're on the highway and they can right. kind of follow for a few miles and see what's going on. You ever take anyone drive along? Or whatever they call it. I, I have, yeah. Yeah? yeah. I, I, I always enjoy doing yeah. it. Yeah? I mean, we, 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 we did a thing called the Citizens Academy for a long time, and I was one of the instructors of it, and uh, we would always take some of the people out, you know, they'd put a schedule in and bring them around. I do watch the live PD thing, and I'm intrigued by it to, to see what ends up happening. And you have no idea, a regular person has no idea what I, police officers go through. Right. I cringe every time my wife or daughter puts that on. Really? Yeah. It's... I think that's part of the problem with the hatred toward cops these days because of shows like that. Well, they're being very nice. That's why I asked that question of is this, is this real life of what's going because they couldn't be nicer. But again, they're on camera and, you know, not just on a body camera. There's audio. There's everything going on. And there's a cameraman set up at the, at the same time. But, you know, it's Friday night and the, the worst of the people come out and they disrespect them and they, they do these things right in front of them and it's like yeah. the craziest stuff. I did a ride along here in Salem, New Hampshire when I was younger and uh, the officer had me put on a bulletproof vest Yeah, we and did I the got same to thing. ride in the passenger seat and it was an uneventful night. I was like, hoping we were going to pull someone over for speeding or something. There was yeah. nothing going on. Oh, you so make it says, fun for you. You got to make it fun for <laughs> So he says, have you ever done a moonshiner turn? And I oh said, no. So he romps on the, the gas pedal and then just bangs a Yui quick, just spins the car around 180 degrees and takes off the That's other awesome. direction. It was awesome. So you guys, you guys made me think of um, a, a situation I had over, over an island. Uh, getting pulled over by a, an officer over an island. I was on vacation with my wife. You guys are going to love this story. And we were just, you know, we were touring all around. We got to rent a car, the one night in the castle, and all these bed and breakfasts. You'd just pull into a town and you'd, you'd just knock on the door and stay in the person's well, house. Oh, wow. It was one of the best vacations we ever took. And so we were trying to get from point A to point B, one city to another. And we're driving down the highway. And I, I tend to drive fast anyway, probably part of the reason why I wasn't big on giving tickets. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm going and there's a car next to me. And you know how you kind of, well, now we're fighting. The, the lanes are coming down to one lane from two. And it's like, oh, I'm getting in front of you. No, I'm getting in front of you. And we're going, we're going. I'm like, this guy, look at this asshole. You know? And we're going. And my wife just goes like this and flips the bird. <laughs> and guess what happened the second she did that? A light went on. Yeah. It was an unmarked, it was an unmarked cruiser. That works, <laughs> in, and that works in every country, right? Yeah. That's, so yeah. I was thinking like something not to do. Right. Flip off the, <laughs> flip off the officer. You know? Did you get out of the ticket? I did. I wow. Did. Yeah, he was, he was actually had, really cool. Of course, I blamed her. I'm like, oh, she's high strong. She's been drinking. And you do the police badge I, he, he, he took Yeah, he took me out of the car. And I said, I'm a law enforcement officer in the stage, this and that. And then we, did, we ended up talking about law enforcement and what do you do and this and that. And uh, like, you know, kind of and now, that, in a little now bit. that you're retired, is it is it still good that you were retired? Police yeah, officer? Yeah, yeah. I think there's, you know, we there's there's a there's respect, a respect to the brotherhood. To, there we go. The brother, yeah, that's absolutely good. A brotherhood. Good. And being a, a oh, 
Am I allowed to say that I need followers in, in uh, Instagram? Yes. So, you're talking to a whole bunch of people. So let yeah. me tell you. So I never had social media. It's not something that's encouraged in law enforcement because okay. there's a lot of things you could post. You could like something. Yeah. And it just could go south, you know. So you're starting so, new. So obviously being a rep now, yeah. I'm out there and I'm, I'm trying to promote my territory and our company and all that kind of stuff. All right. So and let's I'm blow you struggling. up. I am struggling All right. Today's the day. So I need Mike L. Mike L. Underscore R. Patel. That's me. You'll see a picture of Rocky and I on there. That's my, my profile. And Mike I would love to have some followers. R. Patel. You hear that? And, and I that's make on it, what? I make it fun. It's Facebook? Uh, Instagram. That's Instagram. the only one I have right now. All I'm, right. I'm learning one, and I'm going to step to the next Instagram, one. Mike underscore. Mike L underscore. Mike L underscore R. Patel. R. Patel. So everybody That'd do that awesome. right now. Let's <laughs> blow them up and uh, show uh, some Cigar Authority love, love to it. Mike. Thank you. Uh, final thoughts here on Rocky Patel LB1. Still getting a little bit of that chocolate. There's some cedar developing. I'm talking too much, man. Um, there's almost like a, a little bit of a lemon undertone. Mm. Um, mm. Citrusy. Yeah. Yeah. But I would definitely love to smoke this again with uh, with a something like a Sam Adams chocolate bock. Um, I think the two would complement each other. How about you, Mr. J? I'm still uh, I'm still going down that buttery, bready, rye. Yeah, Road. it's it, it's very good. It's delicious. It's still an eight for you, Dave. It's too heavy for me. Um, uh, Rocky Patel Vintage, all of them, 92, 90, mm-hmm. 99. 99. Fantastic would be my better choices of 99 is, is milder, but uh, the other two Rocky Patels, a little less I enjoy aggressive. the 1990. Yeah. 1990. Yeah. See, I like the 06 the best, the San Andreas. Oh, yeah, San yeah. That's probably little, my favorite one. A little heavy for me. Yeah. So it becomes... We're in the same... I go that route, too. If San there's Andreas, somebody that has right, an ask for every seat, though, I'll tell you, Rocky Patel does. Yes, because does. they make so many different Rocky mm-hmm. Patel cigars. So there's something for everybody that's right. out there. I know uh, we, we have uh, a thousand people smoking the cigar right now along with us. And uh, I would say a little heavy for my taste. Great. Burning well. Tasting good. Everything's good. Just a little heavy for what uh, is happening here. but We have to have Barry try the new uh, the new ALR second edition, the nice San Andreas wrapper on there. You'd love it. Next time we stop by Nashua, Absolutely. bring me one to try. Yeah. Sounds good. It's, it's obviously a great cigar. Yeah. It says Cigar Aficionado, which we'll get to in the next hour. But, Mike, thank you. Thank Thanks you. For Thanks coming for on. having me. This wasn't time. bad, right? I'm looking forward to doing it again. All right, good. Thanks, everyone. Good. All right. When we come back, uh, what is the real cigar of the year for 2019? Well, we're a week away from that. But Cigar Aficionado has chimed in again and... Uh, we might have been able to read their minds. We'll talk about that. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced, and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. 
Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, 
attractively consistent and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Not Mr. And here he is right in the studio with us. We're going to bring him on for the classic three-way, so stick around for Mr. Jonathan Connie. But we're back with our number two. All the kids are doing it. Everybody has one. It's an opinion. But only the Cigar Authority is the authority because we said so. But let's hear how wrong they are. Cigar Aficionado issues its top cigars of 2019. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. All right. We're going to do another Rocky Patel, uh, the aged limited and rare and they have had two versions of this the one we have in our hand is version number one version number two did appear on the uh list for cigar aficionado but we have version number one so tell us about that barry well this is the original it's the first edition of the rocky patel alr and it's manufactured in nicaragua by rocky patel the size is five and a half uh, excuse me the size is five by fifty and it features an Ecuador Habano wrapper over Nicaraguan binders and fillers. The cigar was rolled in 2015. It was aged and released in 2018. So it's currently four years that the cigar has been aging. A single cigar will set you back $13.19, but uh, Dave lost his mind before the yes, show. Yes, I did. And Merry a, Christmas, everybody. A box of 20 will be just $99.99, which is a savings of $164 a box. That's the way we roll. Or 62% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com for this incredible deal. And that's the number two, GuysCigars.com. I have no comment about this deal. I'm still not happy. You're not happy about the deal? <laughs> well... Version 2 is out. We don't have version 2, which is in the top five, uh, according to Cigar Aficionado. And um, we need to get rid of um, these. And by the way, we have lots of them. It's not like it's going to run out or it could run out at $99. It should run out at $99. But we're looking at 50, 60 boxes or so we're sitting on. So uh, 
Uh, that's that. So let's give it a cut and light, see what version one of the Rocky Patel Aged Limited and Rare Cigar is all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So, oh, barnyard on the cold draw, ninety nine dollars. That's crazy. Crazy. We're talking a box of twenty. Mm-hmm. Box of twenty. So five dollar cigar. This is no five dollar cigar. I'll tell you that. Chocolatey barnyard. We're gonna light our cigar today with the Vertigo Falcon. Vertigo Falcon features a single jet. Fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, it's got a flip-top and easy adjustment, and it does have a window so you know how much fuel you have in that big-ass tank, all for the low price of $99.99. It's a perfect stocking stuffer. How about $9.99? Not $99.99. The box of cigars is $99.99. This is $9.99. That's what I meant. I know. $9.99. The Vertigo Falcon, ask for it by name. So what you could do is you could buy the box of Rocky Patel, throw in a Falcon, $9.99, and you're going to get this Cigar Authority Pack, um, Travel Humidor. Travel Humidor, Cigar Caddy. Cigar Caddy, yeah. Uh, Holds five cigars inside there, Uh, can hold your Falcon Mm -hmm. also in there, put five of the Rocky Patels in there. And the good thing about the Falcon, it's really slim lined, so it's easy to get in there with the five cigars. Yep. It is uh, like a $30, $40 value. It's priceless. It's, it's not free if in the comments section, up until Christmas Day, so yeah. you got to do this now, yeah. um, you buy $75 or more, which $99 is going to get you there, yep. um, and just put in the comment, comment section, yep. what do you put? TCA gift. TCA gift, the Cigar Authority gift, or anything there abouts or anything like that. Yes. Uh, this is while supplies last or till Christmas Day. Uh, we'll be fine. Yes. Whatever you do, make sure you put TCA somewhere in there because if you just put gift, I'm going to think it's a gift for somebody and I'm not going to throw the receipt in the bag. Yeah. And then uh, you're not going to get your thing. So make sure you put TCA gift. This is a uh, no-brainer. No-brainer. Bu- buy the box of Rocky Patels uh, for $99. Uh, if, if you really want to get smart... Throw in the Falcon, throw a few more cigars in there, get to 150 and get free shipping too. So it's a, you know, win, win, win situation uh, where you're at. So uh, that's Merry Christmas to you. And um, after Christmas Day, all bets are off. We're going to start selling these things, making some money because you've got to keep making money, right? Got to keep doing it. Okay. So uh, this is a classy lighter, by the way. This is a nice lighter if you're going out and it goes in the watch pocket and and it's... uh, you know, slim line and looks looks classy. So, I'll tell you, this one is milder. This is more up my speed because of strength-wise. And I know I only lit it a few seconds, so I don't make you all nervous and stuff. But I'm going <laughs> to say. I don't say, get nervous. I get aggravated. <laughs> you make these ridiculous strength claims based on three puffs. We're going to do a whole show on this, but this is a five. The other one was an eight. This is a wow. five. It's medium. A lot of flavor to it already. But See, it's I certainly had, not a. It, at the beginning of that cigar, it punched me in the nose a little bit. It's I've aromatic been smoking and, this thing like it's going out of style this week. Jonathan's going to disagree with you. What a shock. It is a five. Oh, wow. Ooh. It is a five. You, 
You got a lucky he, guess he, he's because you've taken he's wrong two puffs. On the show, he I agreed with you. It's, it's on my first go around on the cigar. It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. I agree one hundred percent with Barry. No, I don't. I did. It's such a stupid drop. You said it. Yeah, you did. You agreed with him, and that's it. Yeah, so. the sun shined on that dog's ass that day. Here we go. So, cigar aficionado chimed in for the cigar of the year. We talked about a lot of different things. We were looking for number twenty-five. I had said number twenty-five is welcome to the club. You know, they usually put somebody in there, and okay, now you're part of the club. Is historically what has happened. We went and talked about number eleven, which is close but no cigar. You're not in the top ten. Let's uh, throw somebody in there and welcome to the club. Um, and then we talked about. Uh, what number one would be and why? Uh, and another another one is number two, which which uh, will will rain in about uh, this year also. But first, let's talk about number twenty five. Uh, the, the number twenty five, according to Cigar Aficionado, was Herrera Esteli Miami Toro Especial. By the way, a lot of these had the longest names. Yeah, very long. So they, I, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but. You know, anything that was, uh, you know, Pancho Busto, no way, you know. Well, that was number 25? Yeah. Do I get partial credit? Because my 25 pick also had the word Miami in it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Casa, Casa Fernandez, Miami, Lancero. No, nothing no, to do with nothing. it. So this is Drew Estate, right? That is Drew Estate. This is Drew Correct. Estate. Um, do you know the cigar? Uh, I've smoked it. That's all I really remember about it is I smoked it. I believe it's the black label Herrera Esteli. Okay. I'm sure I have, but again, unmemorable to me, not not in a negative way or anything, right. but uh, it wasn't a standout. None of us mentioned it during no. during all our numbers. You, you guys all did top 25s all the way through. <coughs> no, it it wasn't list. on my list. It wasn't there at all. Um, taking nothing away from what it is, mm -hmm. but um, that's where number 25 lied. We, we have nothing negative to positive to say on it but um again i say welcome to the club has um herrera esteli ever shown up it's been in the list before okay so it wasn't welcome to the club at all correct been there before um not that particular line but yeah. there has been a herrera esteli in the top 25 again what i'll say about their list is they show a little love to a whole bunch of advertises mm -hmm. to a whole bunch of people that they have always got behind. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody on here. Uh, there may be one or two that are not advertisers. Uh, there's a couple. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll see how that plays out as we go on. But right now, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. And the governor of Virginia has released his proposal for the 2020 budget. The budget includes an increase in the tobacco tax from 10% to 20%. The measure will take Ooh. a cigar with a $10 MSRP. Raise it from the current $11 to $12. Instagram has announced it will no longer allow paid promotions or branded content from tobacco products. Wow. This means companies will no longer be able to hire influencers, 
However, they will be able to continue to produce their own content. So I don't know about that. Um, you hire an influencer that would be pushing and promoting on their pages right. that they influence to. So what would that, that wouldn't be true. You couldn't buy advertising. No, but they're, they're not going to So allow- the Cigar Authority ends up putting a picture of this cigar on, on our Instagram page. We're not a paid content producer. There's a lot of people that are paid to promote um, vape products. There are, a lot of pe- there are some companies that use people to promote products for them. Yeah, but it's on their personal page. They right. Do whatever they but want on their personal page. Technically, if it's found out that they're being paid to do How so. How would they ever know that? Probably not. Yeah. But if they found out they were to be paid, their account would Th- be deleted. Listen, this is the beginning of the end uh, of um, squash and things like that. And that's when I worry about the Cigar Authority mm. is going to be actually shut off and being able to have a show out on the internet when, when you see things like this happen. Mm. So we, 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 we have already been shut down on YouTube that we cannot um, monetize. monetize it in any way. They are still running commercials during our show that they keep 100% <laughs> they keep the of it. Money. They yeah. just say we can't have any of the money. So <laughs> it, it's like when they, they uh, you know, overtax something. Uh, you're just opening the door to allow this kind of um, things to happen. It's disgusting. My Father Cigars this week announced the acquisition of the brand Fonseca from Casada Cigars. According to, according to the Garcia family, Don Pepin and Jaime both worked on the Cuban brand when they lived in Cuba before arriving in the United States. Goodbye, by the way. Yep. I mentioned that during uh, a show of what do I expect to happen, mm-hmm. if, if you remember. Yep. And one of the things was somebody was going to buy. I didn't say Casada. Mm-hmm. I said they were going to buy Fonseca. Yep. It's, a, it's an old Cuban brand, not doing much in this country. They probably got it for a great price. Mm-hmm. And I, I say it's a fabulous buy. I would have bought it myself yeah. if I could. A great buy. And back in 2016, the city of Chicago tried to import, uh, try to put forth a tobacco tax on top of the state tobacco tax. This week, the Illinois Supreme Court ruled that it was illegal or in, under the current state law, marking it a wind for the Windy City. Yeah. And the biggest news is this week, a $1.4 trillion spending bill to fund the government until 2020 was passed and signed by President Trump yesterday. Included in the language is a measure to raise the tobacco purchase age to 21. So this is official, folks. This is official. Nationally. There's there's no exemptions for the military. So that means the states that already passed forth laws with exemption for the military. Federal law trumps it. Yeah. Uh, Literally trumps it. Yep. And it's most likely this won't take effect until about Q2 or Q3. June, that's what I heard. Yeah, they have 180 days to uh, put it into the language and then 90 days Uh, to enforce it. I have been fighting this state of New Hampshire Mm -hmm. um, for the past two years to stay at 18. Uh, As luck would have it, we've been able to maintain that. I've been doing it citywide in here and winning those battles Mm -hmm. too. And then... Uh, you know, what can you do when, when it, the federal government ends up pu- putting it out? Uh, it's disgusting, yep. uh, in my opinion. Uh, at the same time, legalizing marijuana and, uh, yep. you know, um, it's, you, can be, you can be married here in the state of New Hampshire at 13 years old. Mm. And you can't buy a cigar until you're 21. No, and you can be in the military. And what Cigars for Warriors going to do now? They can't send it to a private first class who's 18, 19 yeah. years old. Can't send him the cigars because he's not 21. And, you know, I, I talked to my lobbyist about it as, as we were fighting these different things and, and um, 
they, they never wanted to fight it. They said, let it go to 21 because mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is you don't have any 18, 19, and 20-year-old customers. Mm-hmm. And I don't because they, they don't smoke cigars. No. It wasn't the point of it. The whole point is it's wrong. Uh, right. They want to lower their voting age in some states yeah. to 16. Well, so you can y- vote for somebody. Why can't, can't you make, vote for a cigar? Yeah. If you can't make the, the uh, intelligent decision whether to light up a cigar or not at 20 years old, then I don't think you can vote at 20 years old either. Because you're that stupid, yeah. you can't make a decision up. You can't get married. You can't get divorced. You can't adopt a child because you can adopt a child at 18 also. Yeah. You can adopt a child, but you can't buy a cigar. It's disgusting. We lost. Um, Where do you come down on the alcohol side? Should that be 21 or should that be 18 as well? Should the government you know, be taking away rights of voting they should citizens? Not. And, and you, you should be that way too because there's actually some countries that have no – age with liquor at all and they have no problems right so the the problem becomes you're going to have a lot of 18 19 and 20 year olds now wanting to because they can't so it opens up a whole thing it's a big mistake but we'll we'll see how what the future ends up holding but i hate it and lastly the next chapter begins the county of Santa Barbara in California passed a law this week banning retailers from selling via the internet or over the phone Cigar smokers in Santa Barbara County uh, were given a lifeline of sorts, however, because the sale of cigars packaged in six-count boxes or greater or retail for $10 a stick or more can still be purchased over the phone. And this is the start of the next thing. Well, it already happened in Maryland. If you look at the smoking laws, it started in California. If you look at the 21, it started in California. Now the banning of online sales is starting in California. Yeah. So that's what's up in the cigar world. Yeah, not good. And and here we are approaching 2020, and this thing's going. They're going to come out swinging. Um, you you got to worry of a lot of these people that are not going to be reelected. They're going to try to push as much crap as as they can uh, from now to the end of the year. And when they get unelected in November, they still go through January. So you're going to have a whole bunch of stuff uh, in November happening uh, negatively on the cigar industry. So that's that's the way it is, uh, and that's where we stand. Uh, next year, next week uh, will be the last show of the year yes. for us, uh, December 28th. We will announce the Cigar of the Year. I say the Cigar of the Year because we've been doing it since 1992. It's the first original Cigar of the Year. Uh, also, we're going to tell you what happened in 2019. Much of what Barry says every week, we're going to give you the highlights and the lowlights of what happened in 2019. Uh, January 4th. Uh, We're going to actually pull the curtain back and tell you what is selling well and why. We're going to actually go through our sales um, that happened at Two Guys and tell you uh, the biggest top-selling items that happened uh, during the year, not to be confused with January 11th, which will be the state of the cigar industry address. One of my favorite shows. So we'll get into that. Lots going on, and uh, um, we're we're starting to fill up our calendar now for 2020. And uh, we are going on till June on the Saturday thing. And then we're going to talk about uh, possibly changing this to a Thursday format type show, Thursday night format. But uh, we'll get into that as the year goes on. So now back to the cigar, Cigar Aficionados Top Cigars of the Year. And uh, where's my papers go? I lost it. Here we go. All right. We're on to number 11. 
Number 11 is the one that is close but no cigar. Here's somebody that they put in there and um, want to work them harder if they want to play along is my feeling of what number 11 is based on historical information. See if I'm right here. Um, number 11 was? Espinosa Habano, number four. It's the third time they've been in the top 25 in the last five years. Is that the highest they've been? Uh, I believe so, and I had them on my list at number 19. Okay. You had them in there? No. Not at all? No. No? I didn't do a top 25. I just did there. <clears throat> um, no, they're showing love to them, um, and they're pushing um, – their brands along. So, uh, do you know anything about that particular cigar? Yeah, it's a, it's a, another. Um, well, the other one was black, but this one's a blue label, uh, medium bodied, smooth cigar. Yeah, uh, classic Espinosa profile. Number four, much like the Podicus number four type. It's of thing? a, it's like a Corona, Corona Gorda. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, okay. So much like that. Yeah. Um, right now, it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day. Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And uh, Mike DeCorp is uh, still here. The uh, offer here is $1 million. I'm interested. Five years in a maximum maximum security prison. It's the joke. Five that, years. It's a joke that never gets old. It's like a trip to hedonism for Jonathan. Yeah. $1 million. Tax-free. You come out, here you go, here's a million dollars. You just did, you're going to do five years for somebody. So here's my problem with this. I got a big mouth. And the boys will like that. Yeah. I think they will probably kill me. I think I would probably be killed. Yeah. That's not worth a million dollars. No, you're going to be roughed up, that's for sure. I would, oh, please, the first day. But imagine coming out and you got a million clear, but you got to do five. Five years. Then your life has changed after that, although you have it on the record. Yeah, I'm out. Out, for sure? Mm. I'm out, for sure. See, yeah, I thought they... you were going to say put on a bulletproof vest and take a bullet or something. Cool, but <laughs> prison, you got to bring us down. That's a good one, though. <laughs> See, the, the, the secret is you, you're going to add two years to your sentence, but you go and you punch a correction officer in the face. You get put in solitary confinement for the rest of your time, and you get your million dollars. I don't know how would, I would, would do you solitary. Would you increase your five years by? Yeah, you probably get a couple more years. Out so of you're going to do seven and consolidate. Yeah. A lot of people hate solitary consignment more than anything else. That's I hate people, so I'd rather yeah. be alone. Uh, seven but, years, but I'll pass. I'll pass. Five years for a million? I'll pass. No way. No. Ed, I don't have to ask you. Well, I could go back into tech and make more money than that, and I'm not doing in, that either. In five years, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the answer is no. It's five long. That's a hard one, right? No, if it was like minimum security or something cool where there's TVs, you get work release. Why well, they have TVs and pick and, up trash? And, uh, maximum security? No, no. I think maximum security. You only get one hour a day out of yourself. But you got a TV? No, you don't get a TV. You're saying no. <laughs> you don't oh, I ain't TV. giving up TV for five years for a million. You weren't giving it up for a no, million anyways. But I'm not giving up TV. Do you get the internet? You can watch no. YouTubes? You don't get anything. You don't even have a phone to watch the YouTubes. You can go to the library, I guess, for your one hour if you want that hour to be out of your cell. I'm not going to the library. <laughs> that, you get one hour a day. Lawyer. What do you want to do? You get one hour a day. I'm going to the library. 
No, you're not doing that for the hour. A lot better than going out into the yard and helping somebody do their bench press no, or whatever. No, I'd go out to dinner or something. <laughs> go out to you only dinner. get to get out of your cell. You don't get to leave the compound. <laughs> Forget it. Maybe you could go to a drive-in movie. Yes. What, what must life be like in David Garofalo's mind? <laughs> Uh, Rocky Patel, age limited and rare. We're talking a $99 box of cigars up until Christmas Day. Crazy. What do you think of this $5 cigar? It's not a $5 it tastes no. like, It tastes like a $13 cigar. <laughs> there we go, because it is. Cause it the is. burn line is impeccable. The draw is great. Have you tried the version 2 of this? No, I haven't. I uh, haven't either. I told Mike he needs to bring me one in Nashua to try. Um, but this cigar but this is good. Know, cedar... I think we did try the, the second sweetness. version. You were uh, yeah, yeah. We tried it when uh, you were up with Mr. Bullock. Yes, we did have it. You I and did? I had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I had it. Hmm. I gotta start keeping track. It's of not it. no. It, in fairness, they gave us friggin' eight cigars, and four of them were ones we didn't carry. We had to try them all. Well, that's and the thing. We always get for sample cigars we don't carry instead of cigars we know we like. Right. So you think it's easy for us. It's <laughs> it's not. It's and, a and, there's so, and there's so many different ones, but perfect burn line, beautiful taste. A little bit of sweetness. How does this compare with the one with this year's? Because this is really good. Last year's was really good. This year's features a San Andreas wrapper. Yeah. So, you know, so a little like, more earth, a yeah, little more sweetness. Yeah, a little bit more earthy. Maybe some espresso notes. Yeah. This is a good cigar. Nothing wrong with this. This is this is really good. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, what did they pick for number one? Was it on target or way off base? Should we beat it up or should we not? We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. 
Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Christian Eroa from CLE, Asylum, and Eroa. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. We're back, and we've been guessing Cigar Aficionado's picks for the Cigar of the Year since they've been doing it, and actually, uh, usually not that far off. Let's see if we could read their minds. Welcome back, everybody, with us on the tail end here uh, with a surprise visit here to the Cigar Authorities, Mr. The Jonathan Connie. Mr. Jonathan. This yeah. was a true surprise. I only told one person okay. that I was physically going to be here. It was, it was obviously Jonathan. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, true surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So you're up visiting the family for the holidays, and I, I am. I flew through. I uh, flew up from Miami yesterday uh, through Boston. Yeah. Which I thought would be easier than flying to either Bangor, Maine, or Portland. And I, I've got some stuff to do locally here today. Anyway, um, it was not easy. It was no. not a good solution. It was a bad idea. I, I landed at eleven o'clock. Uh, obviously, Logan works with unions. Nothing against unions, but they suck. Yeah. So there's not enough people them. working. Nothing against them. So the gate's not ready. So the pilot comes on and says, oh, you know, everybody's in this boat. I, I don't care that we're in the same boat together. Uh, there's terrible. no gate there. So I walk up, and this, the planes are just parked. There. They had to move a plane is what they had to do yeah. because it was already parked there for the night. We get in. They have one bus going from the Delta Terminal, the Blue Line bus, one. Yeah. So that took 30 minutes to come by. So there's a million people on this bus. I landed at 11. I stayed at uh, a hotel in Chelsea, a mile away from the airport. I landed at 11. I got to the hotel at 1.45 in the morning. Oh, my God. It was awful. Yeah. That's how oh. that's how, how traveling is nowadays, and you do it for a living. I flew through. I fly every week, and I fly through LaGuardia regularly, which is an absolute dumpster fire. I flew through LaGuardia <laughs> yesterday, and it made Logan... Uh, made Logan look like the the end of the earth. It, yeah. I mean, it was miserable. Uh, and then uh, LaGuardia has their new terminal opening, so it's actually um, it's not insufferable to be there any longer. They have new food, and uh, it's just place is beautiful, yeah. somewhat clean. Uh, but it's already getting a little bit of that New York New York airport stench to it. <laughs> I, I looked at spots. I was like, yeah, they didn't clean here. This has only been open for a month, and it's not even clean yet. Like this is going to look bad in six months. Are you sure you want to be a, a cigar rep? Mm. You know, there's a show because everybody thinks you guys got a maid. Well, the best thing, uh, coincidentally, with, with Mike on the show. First of all, he, he's got a great voice for the cigar business. The, I always said, like, law enforcement officers make great uh, salespeople. Because you said, oh, I don't have an experience in sales. Yes, you do. Yeah. You have a, the best experience in sales ever because you get every time you pull someone over, you're investigating someone, they're giving you a sales pitch. Yeah. Um, so you're learning. But the best thing that ever he happened. He could be a good buyer. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what he should be as a buyer. We were talking about all these traffic situations and travel. The best thing that ever happened to me seven years ago is I got promoted and I don't drive as much because I, I, I had, I mean, the, I had the budget for speeding violations because I just don't uh, obey the uh, the laws of the road. So the best thing that ever happened to me was dealing with airports. Uh, it's miserable, uh, but it, it beats the alternative of being stopped for speeding every week. There we go. All right. So Cigar Aficionado does their top 25. Uh, we, we highlighted on 25 and 11. We feel that th those are important numbers of there. Welcome to the club. And the one that they uh, – Close but no cigar, number eleven. That um, somebody they really want to start working with, and uh, then it becomes the number one cigar of the year. So Barry, what did Cigar Aficionado say the number one cigar of the year was this year? Well, they chose the Aged Room Quattro Nicaragua Maestro. There we go. And uh, you've been on the receiving end of Cigar of the Year at La Florida Dominicana and stuff. Makes it tough. It's still tough because we're we're a we're a small company. the The aging room Quattro Nicaragua comes from one a very very large producer, AJ Fernandez. I think he had four on the list this year, which is impressive. Yeah, um, and it's owned by a very large uh, tobacco entity in in Altadas. Um, we're tiny, so the. We, we're still feeling aftershocks four years ago from from the Andalusian Bowl. It's still the it's still crazy. Um, we, we our whole Altadas will probably make the amount of production we make in a year just on that one cigar. 
Um, so for them, it'll be not as challenging of a situation. They'll yeah. just get to, to reap the the financial side of it. Uh, and, but it's definitely an honor. But it, it's a. Uh, I, I just took the first breath every year. I, I every year a new cigar of the year comes out. And I'm like, maybe it'll be something that takes some heat off. Maybe it'll be something yeah. that takes some heat off, and it, and it hasn't been yet. Uh, the heat's on. So uh, they gave you guys the nod at number twelve with the double Ahero Lancero. That that by the way was awesome um, because we you because you don't have any. Well, well no, <laughs> it was funny because that popped up at number twelve, and I was I immediately jumped on my computer and pulled up the inventory, and I was like, please be the natural that's in stock. Please be the natural in stock. And we did have it physically in stock at the end of the year. And um, I'll say, had it not been on the list, that skew wouldn't have been sold out. So it it has a big impact at, at any number. These, um, these guys still have juice. Yeah, they, they do have juice. Yeah. And, and that's one of the big discussions that, that comes out on the road a lot. It's like, oh, does it doesn't make a difference. It, it does. Do I, I, I can tell you it, it does. Because we had a random number 12 in a Lancero. I would not have sold... X number of boxes. But you're selling them to retailers. So do you think that they, the juice that they have is really with retailers? It's become more of an industry magazine more than it's the consumer. Because most of the time. Good point there. Most of the time, it's once a month I'll have a consumer come in and say, hey, I want to try Cigar Aficionado Cigar of the Year. It's not like it once was. No, it's different. Instead of, for us being a small company, anything on, anything on the list is nice. Um, and it has an impact because we have limited amounts. But of you're always on the list, right? We guys have big advertisers. We're, we're one of three companies that have been uh, top 25 every year. The list has existed. Us, Padron, and uh, Ashton, I believe, is the other. Fuente. Fuente. Sorry, Fuente. Yeah. Um, well, this is um, – and, and I don't know if this is Altidus' uh, owned product because it was Rafi and Nadell who went there, and they were distributing for them. The, the, I don't know. I'm not certain – that this is totally Altadas owned uh, product. We'll soon see because Altadas is going to be sold in 2020, and we're going to know for sure the answer to that. But uh, Rafa Nadell is a gentleman of the cigar industry. Yes, I'm, I'm very, very happy for him. Yes. He got number two cigar of the year years ago with an aging room. And it was a Cuban cigar that was there. So as far as I was concerned, it was a cigar of the year before. It was number two. But in the free world, free world. It, w- it was number one. And here he is again. And Altadas, who has primarily really four top brands that they concentrate on, which is Romeo and Juliet, Monte Cristo, H. Upman. You know, that, that, that's where they're getting their, their most out of. And I would say... Something that they probably didn't look at as as an important brand for them, Aging Room, being there two different times uh, and getting lots of respect and lots of sales and people look at it. If we had combined both of our guesses, you were saying for for many times that you thought A.J. Fernandez in some way was going to get the nod. He and did because I they did a two for one, right? They got AJ Fernandez in Aging Room. I did in Altadas at the same time. They actually took care of well, three people. At my the prediction same. was Padron for number one, and I guessed the wrong, the which, wrong actual Vitola, which is number two, which wasn't bad right. at all. Right. But, but I, you took my wild card was the twenty six, so you don't get any credit for yeah. that. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, my wild card, if you'll remember, was the Monte Cristo, which is an Altadas brand. And so, if we had combined both of our guesses, we might have arrived there. The, the there's been nobody in the last probably 10 years that's been um, at a high level of growth that A.J. Fernandez has been. So it was only a matter of time, in my opinion, that you'd see him at the top of, of many people's lists. Um, Do you so- think that he's growing too fast to be able to sustain 
this level of growth and be able to level off and, and continue? I, I don't know. I think one of the biggest things for me with, with AJ's uh, reputation in the industry, he has a great reputation um, with the owners of tobacco companies and cigar companies, brand owners. Yeah. Uh, he's really well-respected. Uh, Lido's had a good relationship for years. Rocky's had relationships with him. He's been a big grower, and I think one big thing that, that AJ has going for him, because I think a lot of companies could grow faster. I mean, he's still a farmer. Like, he, he owns tons of farmland, grows a ton of tobacco. That, that's really what he, what he is. He's not, he's not a rock star. Um, you know, it has an impact when he's out there, but he, he's not a, a marketing guru. I disagree um, so with I, him not so being I, a rock star because so he takes it, the stage late. He, yeah, True. But I don't think he's growing too fast. I think the way he's grown is kind of the reverse of what other people did. I think he came out of the gate years back um, quite big. He was doing you know a lot of private labor I heard cigars. they cut down production dramatically yeah. in, in 2019. Uh, factories closed, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so his day had, yeah, yeah, his day has passed, it seemed. And here it is. Not, not that they're correct. Right. On what what they say, but they're looking to push them along for him to show up that many times. And a lot of the a lot of the growth the last couple of years were were short projects, in my opinion. You had tag teaming with Romeo and yeah. Jimmy. I mean, he played General and Altidus on both sides, including their retail sides. So I don't think it was too fast growth. To I think it's too fast to maintain it, but I don't think it's a negative growth. He's not he's not a uh, responsible for uh, meeting obligations of investors. He's not a publicly traded company. So no. how much? What what is the growth strategy? So is it the same amount? Yeah, no, probably not. But uh, you know, in terms of the actual growth of the company and the reputation, it's always been escalating. I, I say he's going to be sold out. Got to be right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 um. There's obviously interest in him. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. He, the, the unique thing he is young. I think he's like the late thirties, early forties, yeah. or something like that. And and people, pu- many companies push him along, putting his name on their products on and stuff. So on everything. Uh, you know, if, if there was a peak, I'd say he's he's there a little past his peak. But here he is as, as producing number one cigar. So and, and businesses usually sell shortly after the peak, right? Yeah. When they're when they're on the way down or at the high, where you, where that, you have that, that would be you, you buy low and sell high, right? That's mm-hmm. if, if he's a businessman, he'd be looking at that. Because where he's at right now as a business, where do you go from here? Uh, you know, you already said there's, you know, the business is, the reputation's growing. You get number one cigar of the year, Scar Aficionado. Uh, where do you go from here? You kind of have to restructure and plan for the next uh, for the next phase. And, you know, if you have a plan for the next phase and you go there, if the plan is to sell, then you sell. That's for, uh, you know, that's for another show. Well, congratulations to Rafi Nadell. Uh, couldn't be happier. Um, great for uh, for their brand and um, all the work they do. Um, Barry, you guessed Aladino Toro. That came in at number eighteen. Yep. So you were in there. Uh, I'm happy for Aladino that they they finally put them in there. Right. Yep. Um, we had them as cigar of the year back a couple years ago, but uh, they they're finally showing up there. I had the aging room on my list at thirteen. You had it in there. Yeah. I had it on my my list as well. Uh, where did I have it? Um, Ed, you had Juan Lopez. I went wild card. Yeah, I thought maybe a Cuban year. Yeah. Juan Lopez is sort of a connoisseur kind of blend out of yeah. Cuba, not one of the big names. I, I had the uh, Rocky Patel Age Limited Rare, the second edition, was what I thought was going to be number one. So did I. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I thought Rocky was going to get the nod. How can you think You think everything now? You had the LB1. <laughs> you guessed You guessed uh, AJ yeah. Fernandez. No. I guessed Rock, Rocky Patel, LB1 on the 15th. There's my list there. Juan Lopez is Ed. 
Barry had Aladino, and you had Padron 1964, uh, Diplomatical and Natural. Rocky's the last of that, that group of, of cigar owners and brand owners and uh, manufacturers that hasn't had number one. That's what I thought. He's Way overdue. Last, he's the last Way one. overdue. Yeah, he's the last one left, so yeah. we'll see what happens with that. All right, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> I feel like I just got uh, accosted ver- like through my eardrums with that. <laughs> yeah. And today's Asylum is a Christmas gift to those who think I could be a tad offensive and over the top. Here we go. Buckle up. And now for a story that really blows. Fellatio Cafe is set to open in Geneva before the year comes to a close. God, never disappoints. And a word to the wise, you might want to order an espresso instead of opting for that latte with extra foam. After placing the order for coffee, the customer selects one of the girls on the menu from an iPad to provide the service being billed as good to the last drop. The cost of this service is $50 for the girl and $5 for the coffee. Sadly, Geneva has strict smoking laws, so the perfect trifecta of a cigar, a blowjob, and a cup of coffee could have been attained. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. Yeah, I picked the right time of the show to come on up. <laughs> ah, it's disgusting. I'm He's proud disgusting. Of that. He's proud of it, too. I'm proud of it. <laughs> I... Okay, uh, we've lost a uh, an advertiser there, <laughs> again. but again, contenders for the Cigar of the Year are sold out completely. They are completely 100% But it is out. your last chance to vote is Monday. Yes. This is it. Monday is your last chance to do it. Monday morning, because we're going to end up uh, making a move on there. Mm-hmm. Um, those that wonder what the contenders are, what are they? In alphabetical order, they are Aladino, Connecticut. Back-to-back Nicaragua, Guardian of the Farm Nightwatch, Henry Clay Warhawk, HVC Serie A, Christoph Shadegrown, and Nesta Miranda Special Selection. Okay, and, and we, we, got, we got a lot less people voting in than have done in the past, well, so you're pretty much leaving it up to us. I heard from uh, Tony V, who bought two of the packs yeah. and smoked them with Bobby Kelly. Yeah. They were together. And two they, comedians. They both went uh, back-to-back Nicaragua. Well, they're jokers anyway. <laughs> no, they both like bigger ring-gauge cigars to yeah. begin with. That was the 60 ring-gauge that was in there, yeah. so they like big big cigars anyway. They like a lot of flavor and... and uh, We'll see how it turns out. Next week, we're going to reveal what it is, and uh, we'll go from there. But we have Mr. Jonathan Carney here from La Fleur Dominicana, who, again, showed up on the list. They're there every single time, as as deserving so. Uh, Do you want to squeal on anything new coming out or anything like that? We just had our 25th anniversary. Yes, It was set to come out in August that came out in December. Of course. We run on Dominican time. Yeah. Um, So that that just hit retailer shelves. Uh, We'll be... uh, be uh, announcing a uh, the third edition of our TAA 50th concept that we've been working on the last several years. Last year was the second edition for that. Uh, so that'll be the next new thing coming up is the, uh, I, I don't know what the exact word is. I think it's Tercera. Okay. Uh, edition Tercera. So it'll be the TAA 50th edition Tercera. And we might actually bring out the fourth edition as well. 
because uh, that was uh, that program was made to make a line of cigars over a period of time, utilizing the 50th anniversary artwork they had. And um, you're running some, out of time. Well, we had some internal discussions about what's going on uh, yeah. with FDA or what's happening in the industry as a whole. Um, the state of the industry is in a unique uh, spot of flux right yeah. now. So we may do the third and fourth edition, but that's not final yet. Uh, but that will be coming soon, so that will be something fun. Yeah. Good, good. But right now, just 25th anniversary. All right. Um, so we have you here. Let's do the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. America. I came to go. win today, boys. I came to came win. came to win. Barry is our champion from last week. Today is December 21st and starts off with Barry. Barry, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was released today. The movie made by Walt Disney Productions is the world's first full-length animated feature and based on a German fairy tale by the same name by the Brothers Grimm. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, released today, what year? 1939. 39. Uh, 1951. 51. 1919. 1919 for the point. That's how to play. It's 1937. 39, you had Barry, which was over. And Mr. Jonathan Connie gets the point. And over to Mr. Jonathan. Frank Zappa, American singer, songwriter, what year? Be nineteen forty-one. Forty-one, he says. Mr. Jonathan Connie. Nineteen thirty-two. Thirty-two. Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Tell him Ed Sullivan. Nineteen thirty-six. No. <laughs> that was uh, a fail. Mr. Jonathan Connie had thirty-two. It was forty, and you were forty-one, Mr. Mr. Jonathan regular. Mr. Jonathan Connie gets the point. Well, I mean, you there were so no... disappointed, but my answer would have won in that. There mess. is no Mr. Jonathan regular. There's just me, <laughs> and then there's John Carney. The real Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> I've had people calling me JC again lately, which is interesting. That was an old nickname I used to have. That's yeah? popping up recently, yeah. W were you Jonathan, uh, John? It started when I was I was right out of college. My first job out of college, there was two Jonathans, one Bernard, one Carney. So it was JB and JC. And for some reason, the last six months, JC has been popping up randomly yeah. in the Fantasi Fantasizing story. Uh, next question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but as a regular kid growing up? I was John, uh, John. John, yeah. John Carney. One word, John Carney. Okay. Um, okay, this is over to Mr. Jonathan Carney, which I'm sticking with. Uh, Jane Fonda, American actress, Barbella, Clue, 9 to 5. She was born in New York City, New York today. What year? 1931. 31. 54. 54. 1950-50. Mr. Jonathan Connie gets the point, the win. It was uh, 1937. He said 31. He gets three to zero to zero. A shutout. He is the champion. 
Way to do it, Mr. Jonathan Connie. He said, I came to win. Right. He came in swinging. So you didn't trip him up with wrestlers or anything. <laughs> if I knew he was coming, I had no idea he was going to be here. I would have threw a, a couple of easy ones in there for yeah, him. Yeah, today's Hulk Hogan's birthday. Everyone knows that. Is it? No. No. <laughs> I would know that. So uh, shut out. Yeah. Uh, cigar, nice cigar of the Year uh, was, uh, according to Cigar Aficionado, is the Aging Room. Um, it's going to be interesting. Altadas is going to be very, very interesting play uh, in 2020. Yes. Um, word is that it has to be sold by May of 2020. Uh, who buys it? What happens? Um, you know, um, does Raphael get his brand back? Uh, how does this work? We'll see. But um, I do think it's going to be a product that will be available because they can, I don't want to say mass produce, but it's a big, giant factory that uh, can produce them and... Um, uh, I know we have an order in for them also. Um, you know, we've carried, I think, every aging room that has come out. Every single one. With the exception <laughs> of this one. So I'm batting a 1,000 because this happens to me an awful lot that I say. It wasn't your second favorite size, too. It was the Torpedo. Yeah. yeah. When, when, uh, the, before the, when the Andalusian Bull came out, I remember we smoked on the show after the trade show. And uh, you had said that that cigars that come in green packaging generally yes. aren't successful. <laughs> yes. And you said something along the lines of, but who am I? I don't know. I, I just sell these things for 25 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was one always sticks in my head that cigars and with boom. green are never yeah. successful. And then it wins. <laughs> um, but that's according to Cigar Aficionado because next week we're going to tell you the cigar of the year. And um, fr from a retailer's perspective, from a um, – uh, cigar show um, with no bias of of anything other than this is what we think that, that it is. Some people have said to me, by the way, that um, the cigar that wins Cigar of the Year of us each year is something that we carry. And I want to make the argument to you that if I think the cigar is great, we carry it. So how could it possibly be, I think the cigar is great and I decided not to carry it and therefore it would be the Cigar of the Year so wouldn't be. That's th crazy. That wouldn't be. Taking nothing away from Aging Room, the only reason why I did it with Aging Room is we have so many different Aging Rooms, mm -hmm. and here's another one, and it's like, okay, here's the other one. Every, just so many people have gone so long in, you know, how many Romeo and Juliets are there? How many, um, you know, of, of all these brands, Rocky Patels, you, you just can't carry every single one of them because they, they could all fill up a store, as some of them do. They, it's an entire store. That I would imagine Burn, which is Rocky Patel's right. place, he carries all of them. But we're not a Burn, and you know we have to pick pick it, or we have to take something out, and we weren't willing to take something out. So uh, I'm voting a, on on uh, on uh, the Night Watch. This is my favorite mm -hmm. from your, from the selection on there. Uh, love that cigar. Yeah. They're really nice. No, they were all good. I hear some people saying it, it wasn't such a great year for cigars. I disagree with that. I mean, it's... Uh, Cigars are fantastic, man. What it you wasn't. Know, because I lived through the days when they were terrible. No, so. 2019 didn't have a lot of cigars that were mm. overhyped. So you, you, you've you seen other years where cigars were overhyped and you smoke it and you're like, ah, where's the beef? This was all cigars that delivered to the hype that they had. The fact of the matter is 2020 is going to be tough because there can't be new cigars. Uh, after, I believe it's May, um, 
where it has to be substantial equivalents. There's a May 12th or whatever the day that is. Um, everything's going to change at that point. So for as far as um, IPCPR is or PCA, you know, they got to get those cigars in, in advance of that if they're going to do it. The, the shot this year is going to be PCA, you guys do? TPE. TPE. You guys do TPE? We, we don't participate in the TPE show. I, I've... Uh thrown around the idea of attending this year, but it's the same week as the Super Bowl down in Miami, which is obviously a big thing for us because we well, have special football. Well, it ends today. the day before the Super Bowl. Yeah, flying back, as I told you about the, the trips that I had to Boston here annoyed me, flying back into Miami the weekend before the Super Bowl would be a challenging situation. We, we have uh, Super Bowl parties that we're doing throughout the week. We have a couple uh, uh-huh. events that we're participating in with some, some athletes and whatnot, too. So uh, we, we're, we're busy that week, so we won't, we won't be out there for it. Um, it's definitely a growing, uh, a growing group. I don't know if it's growth because there's new retailers or if there's retailers coming from one to another. Uh, but the the two big organizations <coughs> in the industry, uh, TPE, I'd say number two, PCA is one. Um, there's a lot of unique things going on with them this year as well. So it'd be well, I'm going to have to tell you how it is because I am going to TPE and I am flying out on the last <laughs> day of it, and I am flying to Miami to go to the Super Bowl. So. So well, uh, you're, you're, now I realize it's going to be that challenge. Are, are you going to the LFD party or the I cro- am, or you the are cordially invited party. to to an LFD party, which is with an undisclosed person that I'm finalizing this afternoon. It's their party, but you're more than more than welcome to be our guest. So it'll be I would time. love to because uh, Ed and I will be flying into Miami to go to the Super Bowl, and um, we're going to fly in on Saturday morning. You and Ed Sullivan, me no. and Ed, the real because oh, I'm like. Ed Sullivan doesn't care about football. You don't care about football. No. That doesn't make sense. It's going to be a blast. It's Ed a great does, Super Bowl so. to go down to. Miami's ready for it. It's this, it's a city made for Super Bowls. It's a city made for a party. I'm, uh, and I'm crossing awesome my week. fingers for the New England Patriots. I'd like to see we'll that. We'll celebrate number seven. Yeah? Let's you feel it. good about it? We're going to figure it out. All right. <laughs> We're going to figure it out, hopefully. Anyway, uh, the after show we're doing on what? Do you remember? Getting no. shut out during the classic three-way. <laughs> That's right. It's a shutout. It's a shutout. All right, everybody. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Uh, Thanks for a great year. We're going to wrap it up uh, next week and uh, tell you uh, all the stuff that happened and look into the future. Uh, You've heard from the rest, but then you're going to hear from the best next week. The first, the original, the only one that matters as far as I'm concerned. The Cigar Authority reveals the 2019 Cigar of the Year as we wrap up the year and the decade. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you've learned nothing else in the last two hours, but always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.